again Don't know where Don't know when But I know we'll meet again Some sunny day Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Um, are you as happy as I am, Mark? Uh, no, in a word. Okay. Uh, not particularly, um, but I, I think, uh, yes, 2016 has been an interesting season, an interesting year. And uh, yeah, I guess <coughs> it ended the way, predictably, how it probably should have ended, right? But anyway... Um, so yeah, so th- th- this will be the last. I- I'm guessing, Paul, the reason for your entry music uh, is that you got that 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 transfer to uh, to another podcast. I thought it was because uh, we we tweeted earlier that we've got a, a K K League Challenge expert coming in for next year. I thought Stevie was coming back. Uh, no, Stevie's not coming back apparently, but maybe maybe there'll be another K League Challenge expert. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we'll meet again the end of the K-League season. Some teams might meet a lot sooner than they had first imagined. <laughs> um, other teams might be a little bit longer till we meet them again. Um, so we know that Suwon obviously have been relegated. Uh, Suwon FC, unfortunately. Not bad Suwon. Um, I think from now on, whenever we say Suwon Blue Wings, we should have like a kind of dick dastardly type sort of music that, that goes after it, do you know what I mean, so everyone knows who we're talking about. <clears throat> but the big, I guess, the only game left to, to decide everything was at the weekend, was at Tanchon. I think we uh, we finished off last week by talking about how the first leg had finished nothing each and I was happier than I should have been and less sad than I thought I'd been or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you now? Uh, gutted, <laughs> utterly gutted, yeah. Because unfortunately, we'll meet again. Refers to the mighty Songnam, the team with the most amount of K League Classic titles. The team that was in third as recently as June, was it? Yep, the team was in third in June. The team that was top uh, after round three, albeit, albeit, as we said last week, for like 24 hours. Oh no. I think I said that to Alistair uh, in the pub after the game on Sunday. Like we were top for like 24 hours, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, third in June, fifth in July, seventh, and playing to get into the the tops, the, the championship split. Yep. Got humped. Got humped four one. Uh, laughed at the fact that well, at least we can relegate the Blue Wings. <laughs> Uh, we're out the first game Drew nothings against Inchon in one of the most miserable conditions for football ever uh, next game was uh, defeat to the hands of the Blue Wings no the next game was a nothing you straw with Guangzhou then defeat to the Blue Wings <laughs> then defeat to Gutsu one uh, and then defeat to Pohan then in the playoffs against the mighty gang one who, by the way, I, I don't think lone players from the, the Classic should be allowed to play in the Challenge <laughs> playoff. Anyway, uh, nothing each, as we said last Thursday. Went to Tanchon, and it all went wrong. Well, did it? Well, tactically, no. 
Score wise, yes. So, um, so uh, what we didn't realise last week at the time, or did we? It was the the guy on the the the, the sidelines controlling everything. Is is not the caretaker manager? He's the caretaker caretaker, right? Yeah, he's a janitor. The caretaker had quit or been fired at some point. So the caretakers seem to have walked away during the week of the gang one game, but he was the guy who was actually prancing around the dugout during the, the gang one game. Well, he was definitely, yeah, I definitely saw him on TV at a point. But the guy who took control on Sunday uh, was, well, I, I've probably had hangovers that are older than him. Uh, he was, like, really young. Uh, but he made a, a swathe of changes. Some very brave changes coming into that yeah. game, right? Yeah, when, when you looked at the team sheet, what did you think? Shit. Because, oh yeah, we talked about the major, he, he dropped the, the first choice goalie. So he dropped Kim Kim Dongjun uh, to the bench, brought back in Kim Kun Bae. Um, he dropped uh, Kim Do Hyun, the captain, uh, out the, onto the bench. P2 didn't make the squad at all. He brought back Wang Yi Jo from, from injury uh, and started him up front with Kim Hyun, which I, I don't really believe we've actually went with two up front since... Um, since Thiago left, to be honest. They went with two up front. Um, and even at the back, yeah, the back four was kind of rearranged a little bit as well. Um, and there was a couple of unfamiliar names in and around like, the bench as well and stuff. So Vino cut a very frustrated, disappointed, angry figure on the bench. At one point, the camera panned him and he was punching... The, the the dugout. Um, so, any of those tra- changes justified in your opinion? I can understand the Kim Do Hyun one. Uh, he probably he, he really can't give ninety minutes anymore. He's like literally exhausted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think if you needed a good ninety minutes from your captain or a good you know like a good sixty minutes, then you're probably best going with it in the second half and the potential with extra time. He's also a, a pretty uh, clinical penalty taker as well. So I think maybe in his mind he was thinking, okay, if this does go to penalties, um, having Dojan on the pitch, or if it goes to extra time, having Dojan on the pitch uh, was important. The problem was that by not having Dojan and by not having Peter, he completely allowed Louise to just run the whole game. Uh, well, not run the game, but run the midfield when he had it. Was was P two injured, suffering from it because he was kind of taken out quite heavily. Yeah, he was taken out at the first leg. Yeah, so whether he, I don't know if, if, but he wasn't anywhere near the squad. I mean, he wasn't even on the bench. So you've got to imagine that either something's happened during the week. I mean, he he didn't play very well in the playoff, to be honest. And maybe the caretaker caretaker was just thinking, I'm just going to go with like. 11 guys who know what it, what, it, what it's like, I guess, or who maybe... Because a, a few of the guys were young boys who had come up through the, the kind of club, so maybe he felt they would give more than than the foreigners. I don't really know. Uh, obviously, surprisingly enough, I mean, like, it was Gang One's foreigners who were running the show. Um, they, for, for the first 15 minutes, probably even first 20 minutes, Song Nam pounded them. They, they had all the possession. I think even at half time it was still some like fifty eight percent possession. But it was I actually 
tweeted, so, well, sorry, I actually messaged Matt Bins and said, this is exactly the same as the John Book Soul game. It was John Book with like, it was like Soul number with all the, all the possession, like, like John Book, <coughs> but just couldn't create a single chance. Um, and you just you just knew and knew the gang one were going to get that one chance that they needed. Um, so first half, first 25 minutes, Soul number like looked good. Then Louise started to put his foot in the ball, started passing about a bit. And uh, also Solnam got three yellow cards in the first ten minutes as well, which one of them would impact later on in the game. Um, and for, for all the possession, they, they weren't testing the keeper, they were just like, throwing balls into the box and Wangy Joe was falling over his shoelaces and um, stuff like that. The goal was Louise, Louise, Louise picked up in midfield. Passed it to, no, I can't remember the guy's name, and he dinked a little ball over. Yeah. The Sonam defence was caught pretty flat footed. Uh, the boy ran onto it. Kim can bake him running out. Uh, maybe he could have been quicker to it. Maybe he should have stayed in his line, I don't really know. Um, but he came running out, flapped at it, didn't get it, and the boy coolly finished it over the top of him. It was a beautiful finish, to be perfectly honest. Yep. 1 uh, 0, half time. I'm not going to say it was deserved, but um, wasn't unexpected, to be honest. Second half, didn't start how I thought. I thought Sonam would have come out, like, really, and kind of really ran it, Gangwon, but Gangwon had control the second half for the first, like, ten minutes, and then Sonam slowly pulled her way back in again. Got a corner uh, that Wangy Joe should have scored. But he flashed the header wide. A couple of minutes later, we got a free kick. Romani Joe was pulled down. And uh, the guy who scored the goal, I even know he scored the goal, to be perfectly honest. Um, there was three of them standing over the ball. There was Rijo Kim Do Hyun, who had just blasted a free kick like over the top of the temporary stand. Um, so, second free kick, the boy took it, struck it beautifully. Goalkeeper should have done way better. He was really slow in getting across. Yeah. Beautiful free kick just inside the post, yeah. but that keeper just was way too slow in getting across it. He should have actually got across that. Uh, one each, 15 minutes to go, game on. You felt thought Sonam were just going to like pound him, and it was um, it was Gaimon who should have scored. Uh, Luis, I can't see his name. Luis, Luis, ran into the box, uh, beautifully back heeled it to Matthias, the their top goal scorer. Uh, who shot, tried to curl it to the top corner, and I think, I think Kim Kunbei got a touch to it, I think, uh, I think it was a corner, because I kind of like, no, 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 sorry, he got a touch to it, I rattled off the bar, I rattled off the bar, and then out, and Sonam cleared it, um, but we think, I think everyone in the ground thought he got a touch to it, and then the game just kind of petered out after that, like, Sonam had the ball, but didn't really create anything, lots of shots from from, from distance. Full time went. One end cried. One end celebrated. I'm going to touch on the red card. What can you say about the red card? I mean, it was a stupid red card. It was a foul, was it not? So, the gang one player is basically running up the left hand side of the pitch. There's only like two minutes left. Yeah. And the Sonnen boy grabs him, like, grabs his jersey and pulls it with a full, a full tug. Um, the boy tried to stay on his feet 
but eventually did go over and did fall. Definitely fell, definitely yellow card. Was already on a yellow card, definitely red card. Not a whole lot to argue about. And how did you find the ref overall? I found the first 25 minutes, I thought it was utterly shocking. Uh, he was flashing yellow cards to everyone. Amazingly, didn't show a yellow card in the second half, other than that one, I think. Seemed to be giving everything. Right. And I mean everything for for, for both teams. Yeah. Right. Every time there was a challenge, he seemed to be given a foul. So there wasn't. He, he was he was kind of breaking up play quite a bit. Um, wasn't hugely impressed by him though. But don't think he was being one-sided. Just think he maybe needed the rules explained to him a little bit. The the rule of like play on. The rule of like maybe keeping your cards in the pocket and having a little chat. He wasn't given any warnings. He wasn't talking to any player. He was actually like, Phil, yellow card. Phil, yellow card. Now maybe that was his way of trying to control the game. Because on Thursday, there was quite a bit of needle on Thursday. Um, and it kind of, the way that the game ended on Thursday, there was a lot of handbags, like, a lot of people getting involved and they're pushing and shoving and jostling. So perhaps maybe he felt that he wanted to make sure that he stamped his authority on, on the game quickly. And so a couple of yellow cards would mean nobody will step out of line in the second half. I don't really know what his logic was. But I do get the feeling that if he'd kept giving yellow cards the, the, the way that he was, then I think... Match abandoned. Well, I think we could have been sent with like 9v9 come the penalties, yeah? Um, I didn't get to that, obviously. Um, fair play, has to be said, fair play to gang one. Like, I think as Stevie said... He had written him off at the beginning of the season. I don't think really... I think the signing of Louise was inspired. Even though he, he only scored seven goals this season, or seven goals in the second half of the season, I think he's experienced. Like, you can see the way that he was playing. You can see that he can win the game. Like, you know, he, he, he knew where the other players were. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, he, was, he was getting involved in everything, and he, and he looked really hungry. And I think that signing is what probably propelled um, Gang One into the playoffs and undoubtedly got them into the, the challenge, the classic. You think Songnam would have beaten Puchon? No, I don't think Songnam would have beaten anyone. Okay. Um, and I think we've, we've talked about this in a in podcast before, and I know that, you know, like people have blogged it, we've tweeted it, and it's, you know, this is now three years in a row that the challenge team has won. But I think this year is a little bit different. I think the previous years, the challenge team has won because they're still fighting. Yeah. You know, like until until the last game of the season because they're playing to get in the playoff. You know, they, then they're playing in the playoff. So I think their momentum keeps keeps going. But this year, the classic was undecided until the final day of the season. I mean, on the final day of the season, there were still three teams that could be in the playoff. So those teams were 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 given everything. But I think the difference is if Enchan or Pohang had been in the playoff, they would have absolutely humped Gang 1. Uh, it had been a completely one-sided route. But the fact was that Songnam have only won one in the last 17 league fixtures, including the playoff. Mm. So that's a team who's, on, who's been on a downward spiral. So to be honest, it wouldn't matter who Songnam got. If they got Eland, if they got Buchan, if they got Pusan, it wouldn't matter who they've got. What about if they got Songnam? <laughs> if they got Songnam, they'd been 2 nothing each draws and penalties... 
and everyone taking a penalty three times. We'll still be here now. <laughs> we'll still be here. Um, so it, it wouldn't have mattered who they got. They, they were going down. They, I, I didn't think they would. I mean, <clears throat> now that everything's you know it's all finalised and stuff, and if you really analyse it, actually when I was writing my preview for uh, for, uh, for my blog, uh, I was really really depressed because as, as I was writing it. I was basically predicting that Songnam were going down. I think when you looked at it with a cold light a day, it was not surprising. So the big question is, did you cry? I didn't, no. Your first time suffering relegation? Yes, it is indeed, yes. I didn't cry until the Halasan was finished. <laughs> I may have cried at the end. And that was because the Halasan was finished. And was because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there have been two hours of talking to the Phantoms. I mean, so that makes everyone cry. Um, but at the game, though, uh, what I did do it was quite funny. It was quite, it was quite interesting to see. It was quite, it was quite interesting to see like the difference. Uh, like, as you said, experience of my first relegation ever in my life. Uh, but also, I mean, I've experienced cup final losses and so on and so forth. And I've lost league titles in the last day and stuff. But I think it was interesting to watch how the crowd and the temporary stand split into two clear groups. Quintana group. Yeah, they really clearly the kids had no idea what they had just witnessed. Sure, you've been relegated. You've been supporting the team for five years. They had no idea. So, they, so all the kids were still going Quintana, oh, Bijo, Quintana, like this, right? Yeah. Whereas all the elder, the, all the older fans were going crazy because they've experienced Keeley Classic titles. They've experienced uh, Champions League titles. So they were going crazy, but whereas the young kids were, were kind of like, how bad can it be when they're in the challenge that we'll get up next season? Because I think like some interesting posts have been going up, you know, like by King Kenny and stuff, just like charting the last 10 years yeah. of Songnam and just like <clears throat> how really it's been coming like over the last 10 years. I mean, it's like the club has been in a downward spiral for a long time. Uh, so it really shouldn't come as a surprise that they're now going to be in the challenge. I think the big thing for me is that we've seen Pusan go down and not come up. We've seen Gangwon go down and take two years? Three years? Three years, I think. Three years. And Daegu. Daegu taking three years. We've seen Gyeongnam taking two years. Well, okay, they did a 15-point deduction, so we can't really count this season. Dejan didn't come back up this year. Um, so you're now looking at that, that, that league next season having Songnam, Pusan, Dejan... All three teams that were playing in the in the classic last year, uh, Gyeongnam two years ago, your Buchan who seemed to be on the up. Okay, keep bottling it in the last minute, but still on the up. Suwon, Suwon FC have just been up and back down again, so they'll be determined to go back up. And then you've got the Elan project, which must view year three as being the year they've got do to do. Or die. It. Do or die. I mean, if they don't do it in in, in year three, then you've got to say okay. It's, it's, it's been a failed project. So, in terms of song, I've got two, basically two questions for you. And I don't know which one you, you, you want to answer first. Is will they come straight back up? And of their squad, who's going to stick around for the for the promotion fight? Okay, will they come straight back up? Um, I was speaking to the Phantom on Sunday, and I said I reckoned the 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 goal <coughs> for Songnam for next year actually was to make the playoff. He said it's to get automatic promotion. I, I, I think, looking at it, I think their goal is to come back up, obviously, yeah. 
But I think they have to look at it and say, first year down, they looking at what's happened to Pusa and Dejan, Gyeongnam, I think a playoff spot would be would would be achieving something. Um do I think they'll come straight back up? No. There you go. Um I don't because I just I just don't know how they're going to react to it. Um you know, like just two years ago, well, sorry, just last year, they beat Guangzhou Evergrande, you know, like in the in the quarterfinal of the ACL. Uh, they beat the Japanese treble winners. Um, I mean, two years later, they're going to be like going away to Anyang in a in a freezing cold Monday night in the pissing rain. Um, so, I think the answer to question one will be related to question two. We uh, we already know that Wang Yijo is almost certainly going to leave, which we'll, we'll talk about later, right? Yeah. Um, other players that will stick around, well, Dojan's going to know where to go anyway, uh, and he'll probably fancy playing against challenge opposition for another year. Yeah. So I would be, I would see, <clears throat> I would, I would have imagined he might have actually not stuck around this year, but I would think he'll. He'll stick around next year because he'll, he'll probably find his chances of getting through a season in the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, players that like Kim Hyun have just been signed, um, so don't really see what what option he has. Um, players that like Silvino, Peter, uh, no idea whether those contracts stay, uh, whether there's relegation clauses in those contracts. Um, but is it? Common for foreigners to stick around in a team that's been relegated. Uh, Don't they normally just they all end up going back to their home countries? I mean, like Dejan, when they were relegated, Adriano came in that season to replace whoever was already there. Um, Pusan lost all their foreigners like, at the end of last season. Um, so, not really convinced that Peter or Sauvignon will still be there. For me, the big one. Is going to be the goalkeeper, Kim Kim Dongjin. Um, he's a 20-year-old kid. He's probably going to be in the Under-20 World Cup squad, regardless of what he does. If he stays in the challenge, and if he's performing heroics, keeping clean sheets, then he might get. He might stick in. He might stick around, and uh, make it into the Under-20 squad. The only other place you can see him going, and getting a a start would be to Seoul to replace Yu Yu Sang Jun, yeah. who is going to mother service and compete with Yu Hun, Yu Hun for the number one spot. Uh, he might think he's got a chance there. Seoul might take him. Uh, so that, that I think for me that's the only realistic destination for him. Uh, he's far better than a Seoul one keeper, but I I don't really know. He might view it being beneficial to stay in the challenge. You know, like play week in, week out, keep a whole bunch of clean sheets, and still make Shinta Young's World Cup squad. But that'll be the big one. Other players in the team, we can lose. To be to be perfectly honest, M chime has gone back to military service anyway. Park Junpo's just come back from military service. Uh, Park Youngji, don't really care. Kim Tae-hee, don't care. Okay, and on on the flip side of the coin. Do Kangwon have a, a chance of staying up next year? No. You think they'll get crushed week in, week out? I think they'll get destroyed week in, week out because 
they won't make the Louise transfer permanent, and even if they did, he's going to be a, a year older anyway. And it really has been those three foreigners that's driven them on, Louise, Matthias, and the crazy 88. Serginho. So I, I don't really think Gangwon... It depends on, on what they do, who they sign, like, but I would think... I would imagine Gangwon will be sitting ugly at the bottom of the table for most of the season. OK, so that's about 20 minutes we spent talking about that match. Luckily there was only one other match this weekend, so... If we spent 20 minutes talking about every every match, we'd be here for all, all night, so... Did you watch the match on Saturday night, the uh, first leg of the cup final? I did indeed, yeah, I did indeed. Uh, very interesting. Very... <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Finely balanced, would you think? Um, I mean, I think... A couple of things I want to say. First of all, I thought the number 12 fan banner was pretty cool. It was pretty good. So fair play to the John Book fans for, for putting all the effort into that. Um... I thought that was a pretty good banner. Big crowd. Wasn't a sellout, but big crowd. Uh, noisy, loud. Um, so that's the positives done with. Uh, I thought the first half of the game, uh, I'll, I'll put you this way, at half time I started making Jim Dack. Uh, so I, I was peeling potatoes and carrots when, when, when the second half started. Yeah. Didn't think it was a particularly good first half. I think both teams were really cagey, yeah. <coughs> really nervy. <coughs> I think they cancelled each other out as well. I think um, you, uh, you kind of get the feeling that both teams really were just depending on the two flair players. Yeah. You know, like you have uh, Omar. Omar and Alain, right? Is it Omar? Omar Abdullah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you have Leonardo. And you kind of got the feeling that they were the, that, that, that was it. Like, as if everything was kind of going through them. Um, so it was kind of like, I wasn't really impressed by either team first half. Um, second half was a lot, was, a lot, was obviously a lot better. That, that's where the goals were. Uh, Alain took the lead. Very well taken goals. Fantastic, it? utterly. Uh, I did text you and say that's why he's the best player in Asia. Uh, Omar is just—he's just like he's—he's he's, he's head and shoulders above everyone else, just in terms of thinking, his feet. I mean, he's, he's a bit of an ass. Like, he did that whole flicking the ball up over his head thing. I don't know if you remember that. No. Nope. It was a game in the... I don't know if it was a Champions League or if it was a, a, a World Cup qualifier. They did some, like, like, fancy kind of flick thing. And he's been getting hugely ridicule for it because it was really disrespectful. Um, but he is, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. He's got, he's got an amazing talent. Like someone had said, why isn't he playing in the top leagues in Europe? But he he's he's already on an absolute fortune uh, in, in in Dubai. So I mean, if he's, as long as he's, he's enjoying his football, I'm I'm quite happy to see him stay. You know what I mean? Like in his like a kind of smaller league. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to taking the money and running to England. Uh, but three men around him when he picked the ball up, danced past all three of them. Still, I mean, like flicked it through. Threads it through to Asprida, who is not Festino Asprida's son. <laughs> Nephew. <laughs> Nephew or anything, apparently. But he is Colombian, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He cracked it. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful goal. Uh, so, 1 0, Alain, like, yeah. John Boo hadn't done a whole lot up until then either. 
Then it should have been two nil. Uh, yeah. And then it should have been three nil. Three nil. There's at least two times when the LAN guy was the first time he's one on one with the keeper. Yes. And he took an extra touch and the yeah. defender got it. Yeah. And then a time after that, I forget what happened, but they had another pretty good chance to score. Oh but yeah. The, the keeper ran out right halfway. Yes. Yeah. 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 Halfway down the pitch, and it went to the LAN guy. And he, and he, and he fell over it almost. Yeah. 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 And then, as happens in football, then Leonardo decided that he, it was his turn to shine. Uh, he pulled back the equaliser. You didn't think it was a goalie error? It was a, it was a lovely shot. Oh, it was a beautiful shot, though. But the goalie, it looked like he went for it, and then you think, oh, this is going wide, so he just drew his hands back out. I don't know, I think. And it's but just the curl on it, though, like the curl on the ball was amazing. Um, I would, in that situation, I would put all the all the plaudits on the player. And no, crit- and no criticism on the goalkeeper, to be honest. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought it was a fantastic goal. Uh, I did leap off my sofa at said point. Which, considering the fact that I've just told you I was peeling potatoes and carrots, was not a good idea. Um, so, But, I mean, she's okay. Like, uh, well, five stitches, but other than that, she's fine. Um, you blow up doll. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's how you always lose a problem. That when your girlfriend sits quietly in the room, deflating. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so then, uh, then at that point, I, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. At that point, I went to stir the gym duck. Yeah. Uh, and when I came back, uh, Leonardo was not was like knocking the penalty in the back of the net. Um, it should be noted that said girlfriend is not the best at calling me through when there's a highlight. Um, <laughs> So I didn't see the incident originally as to what caused it. Uh, when I heard the words Kim Chinook, I was like, oh, here we go. Big lump probably threw himself in the deck. But he was actually filled, fair, fair, in, in fairness. And before you say he went for it, he played for it, he looked for it, every professional footballer in that, in, in that situation, in a game that big, would have went for it. I, I think he got lucky. He'd already decided to go down because... The cross wasn't anywhere near him. Potentially, right? yeah. So he, he, I reckon he saw the cross wasn't coming anywhere near him. So he'd already decided to go down. It just, it just got lucky this time that he was actually fouled. I mean, he was fouled. I mean, there was no doubt about that. Um, I mean, like, what can you say? Leonardo, like huge penalty, ACL final, steps up comfortably, uh, puts it beyond the keeper, two um, one. Uh, I mean, is it enough? No. Cause I, think you, I know that you you were about to ask that question. Uh, I don't think it's enough. I think Allah, you know, when it probably would <coughs> go to spare. To be honest, um, I think I saw enough. As you said, almost three now. I didn't actually remember the one where the goalkeeper came out his line, but yeah, yeah. That now that you mention it, like yeah, I remember it now. Um, so looking at it, yeah, I think Allah didn't have enough about them to um, to to beat John Book. They put up a very good fight on. On the waste soil where Seoul and Shanghai both got absolutely thumped. Yeah. Um, you think if they can put up that kind of performance back home, then they've got a very, very good chance of winning the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, I could be wrong here. It's happened before, but I don't think Korean teams particularly travel well to the Middle East, do they really? Uh, in the finals. Didn't John Book lose the final to a Middle Eastern team like something four years ago, five years ago? I remember someone got thumped like six nil. Yeah, I don't know if that was it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll match on Saturday night. Will you watch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, 
And it. who will you cheer for? Oh, John Book, the Korean team. Of course I will. There's no reason not to. I actually had this conversation as well. If, if it was Seoul in the final, would you cheer for Seoul? I would cheer for Seoul. I would cheer for the Korean team. Of course I would. Do, do, you, think, do you think most of the other foreigners in Korea would cheer for Seoul? I Seoul, know. LA in final. But the, the thing is, like, I think... I, I don't really see any reason why you wouldn't cheer for John Book. Like, I really don't see any reason. The Wookiee. So, every team has a player like that. So, I mean, every team has a player that people like love to hate, but it doesn't stop you. I mean, if you okay, ask me the same question about the Blue Wings, the answer is no, of course I wouldn't. Uh, let, let, let's throw this out and see if anyone's actually listening. We'll, we'll ask three three specific people who we who we believe listen to our podcast. Okay, and then they should tweet. They should they should after this goes up on Thursday or Friday, they should tweet to, to give us their answer. Okay. okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, Miroslav. Who do you want to win? Miroslav is... Whoa, you said three people. You didn't... You said three specific people. I, I, I was going to ask Matty Bins. Well, he's a John Book fan. That doesn't make any sense. No, no I was going to... No, the, the question is going to be, if it was Sol, would you support Sol to win? <laughs> okay, sorry. I jumped in there, right? Yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, if it was Sol, would you support Sol to win against to win. any... Okay. Team. Okay. So Matt Bins, you need to text us. Uh, sorry, tweet us uh, either yes or no if you would support Seoul against Alain uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. That's one. Who's the second person? Well, I would have I would have picked uh, that Suwon fan Scott, but I have a fair. I'm fairly sure that he would say no. <laughs> yeah, that would be. A, I would say that that would be a pretty obvious. A pretty obvious no. So let's go with Mr. Fair and impartial, lover of all things K-League, Ryan. K-League United, Ryan. Okay, so Ryan Walters. Uh, so, Ryan, tweet us yes or no, uh, if you support Seoul in the final. Uh, no point going with Nicole, really. <laughs> so let's go for whoever is in charge of the Tavern account, when they listen to it, would you support Seoul in the final, yes or no? Because I get a sinking feeling if it's Tim, it's no. <laughs> if it's Roy, it's yes. I'd also be quite interested to hear from that uh, Tejon fan. Is it Paul? Paul? Oh, he's been he's been in more Soul games than he has been in Tejon games this season. But I think he, I don't think he goes as a Soul fan. Right? He just goes as a football fan. Okay. So. Okay. So basically, and anyone else who is listening, yeah. so Miroslav, please like yourself as well, right? So anyone else who is listening. Please tweet us and let us know if if it was Seoul in the final, would you support Seoul? Because Seoul's the, the team that everyone loves to hate, despite the fact that John Booker are a bunch of cheating bastards. Punishment was put in place, they lost the league. Move on. I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying I, I don't understand why people hate Seoul so much when there's a, a a team that's easier to hate in in the modern day, or it should be hated equally. Yeah, I don't think so. I think John Booker far Far easier on the eye than so. But anyway, anyway, this gives public opinion as we think, as we asked there, yeah? Okay, but let's back to the game in hand. My expectation is that more people will say they, they, would, they would, like, neutral fans would be happy to support Chumbuk as a Korean club and they wouldn't support Seoul in the same way. That's my expectation. Okay. Okay. Your expectation? My expectation is that 
considering the fact that everyone who listens to this is actually an FC Soul fan <laughs> off of Diablos, we're probably going to see quite a high percentage of people saying yes, yeah? We'll probably see that a whole bunch of fake Twitter accounts appearing as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Ali, like Ali Suwan. I, I will support you. <laughs> like, one tweet. <laughs> anyway, anyway so, so the game in hand, the game that is going ahead, yep. uh, is between John Book and Alain. Paul, your prediction? Um, <coughs> I think I, I, I fancy Alain to take it. Yeah. yeah sorry, Matt, but uh, that's uh, 100% on this one. I definitely think Alain will edge it. And I think, as I said earlier, with a goal to spare. And by that, I think they'll win like 2 0. Uh, I think Chumbuk have definitely put in performances this year which have been uh, amazing football. But based on watching Alain once this year, I think they can do it more consistently. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, yeah, I, I think I would agree that having watching Ally in, in John Book, they look like a team that if they're at home in front of their home crowd, uh, can, are more than capable of raising their game. Despite the fact we've got no idea how many, what their average crowd is, or 4,000. <laughs> Nobody goes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I guess that's the, the ACL wrapped up. There is one other game, I guess, like this weekend. Uh, just actually, if uh, Father, Father John. Father John Christ, or whatever his name is. Reverend. Yeah, <laughs> you, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> if you actually do listen, there is a professional game this weekend, mate, yeah? Uh, it's called the FA Cup final. Anyway, um, so that's obviously, as we all know, between Suwon and Seoul. Yep. Paul, you'll be in attendance. I will. Okay. It's been three weeks since you, you last played. Obviously, both of you, it's been three weeks, is that correct? Two weeks? Uh, be three weeks by the time it comes around. Do you think that will have a big impact? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, it's the same for both clubs. Okay. I mean, you, you, it's tough to have a look at it, right? Because Suwon were in the ascendancy in the relegation group, but so were in the ascendancy in the championship group, right? Now, one group is shit and one group isn't. So it's like, uh, it's kind of tough to gauge like, which team really, really has the momentum going for them, do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, it's going to be a tough one, I think. The games so far this season have been pretty drab. Was it one loss to Seoul? Did they lose the first one away at Suwon or was it a draw? They lost, right? Uh, early on, in, really early on in the season. Has it been 1 1, nothing each, and 1 0? No? I can check, actually. The first game I thought I could have swore was 1 each. Um, but, I mean, Suwon. Ha- have since then have boasted a squad with Jonathan who has made like a massive difference took him a long time to get there but he has made a massive difference since then yeah um, but it's really tough to gauge because of the fact that Suwon were playing against the bottom the bottom six yeah but their record in the last like six seven games or so has been pretty pretty impressive yeah uh, on the way to the final, they obviously beat Ulsan in the semi-final, uh, and they beat Songnam in the quarter-final. Whereas on Seoul's way, they beat what John Am and Buchan, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, first first two they could final, 
Oh, is it our vehicles? Do we know? Uh, I did actually try to check. I went to the KFA website, looked at all their rules and regulations, and there was no mention of it. Of course, why would it be there, right? Did a quick Google search, couldn't find anything. Uh, this year, Sol Su on 2 1 all draws and a 1 0 win to Sol. Okay. So, nothing really between the teams, basically, right? That's what we're saying. Um, Suwon have promised their fans to win it, to make something of the season. Oh, that must happen then, right? And Seoul are pr planning to win it as revenge for the last match that was played in December in the 2008 playoff final when they lost in the snow. Okay. Which I'm sure you attended. In 2008, playoff final, were they Anyang or were they Seoul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Suwon Bloomings are going to milk their fans for all their worth. One little last dig about yogurts and milkshakes in there. And their cows. Yeah. And cows. Um, so the first leg is down at the Big Bird mm -hmm. on Sunday, and then the next leg is the pre is the following Saturday, right? Yeah. You'll be attending. Uh, the, I can't attend the, the one at Siam. Definitely can't. Uh, it's my huge company. Uh, final test day and uh, year end party, so there's no way I'll be at that. But I will no doubt be watching it on my PC while the teachers are working hard. Uh, that's a very early kickoff, I believe, right? One thirty. One thirty, yeah. Nah, I can't go. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, and Sunday is a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, two. Two o'clock kickoff, right? Well, is that is that so that Subban don't need to turn on the floodlights? Yeah, got to save a little bit of money. Got to, but you got to save some, yeah. Someone's paid for Jonathan's grease. Um, <laughs> here, here, grease. That's what it's called. That's what the kids are calling it these days. So you're gonna, you're gonna come on Sunday. I don't know. I'm still waiting it up. I'll see what happens. Okay. I'll see how I feel when I wake up Sunday morning. <laughs> um, okay. But prediction. I, I'll be honest. My prediction. Is probably we're, we're only predicting leg one. Leg one, yeah. yeah so My predictions for Sue won't win leg one. Uh, one nil, two one. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be say two one. I think, I think Sue are more than capable of scoring. Uh, it's been a long time now. I mean, Adriano hasn't played in four weeks, right? Mm. Uh, he probably is out the door now, right? One would say I haven't not played at all in the in the final game, but uh, Dehan's always hungry down at Sue one. Uh, again, having Adrian on the bench to come off the bench, there's probably no better player. But I just think that Jonathan and his form up until the end of the season, uh, Yomki Jan, I just think Subban will just edge it down in the big board. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won 2 1 in the big board. Okay, I'm going to go for a draw. A draw? Yeah. Score draw or board draw? Uh, 1 all, I think. As, as you know from last year's podcast, they've only ever had one one nil nil draw in all the years of playing this fixture. So. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it was a horrendous nothing extra as well, right? It was absolutely un unbearable. Okay, so then the second leg, we'll also do like a full preview before that. I guess we'll wait until until the winners of the cup have been decided before we bring on our, our first uh, guest host of the of the of the close season, right? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay. So just before we sign off this week, there's a couple of other nuggets in the news. Starting to get some transfer rumours coming through. Oh, so, uh, like, you are just talking that by a nugget, you just mean Wangy Joe, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything Anything catch your eye? Some uh, managerial changes? Yep, I guess the first one was the Guangzhou manager, uh, Nam Kiel. I always get his name mixed up. Uh, he has 
had his contract extended. So Guangzhou have thought that their eighth place position was good enough to extend his contract. They, they did put some good football at times. They were hugely unlucky uh, not to finish in the top six. Uh, to be honest, yeah. end up with more points than Sangju, but that split systems across the world. Um, but yeah, so good, fair play him to get the to get the contract extension. And then Songnam legend Shin Taeyong decided he doesn't fancy a promotion push, and he's gone to the Korea under twenty. It wasn't the happiest when I read that news. Uh, I thought I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the mayor had went had went to Shin Tae Young and pleaded with him to come back. I mean, he song and manager legend, song and player legend. Would have been surprised. I really thought that they might have went for him, uh, especially after what looked like a kind of you know after the Olympics, as it didn't really look as if he was going to have too much of a future with with the national teams. But uh, yeah, he's been appointed under twenty manager. He'll lead the team in the, in the under twenty World Cup. So, yeah, uh, well done, Taeyong. Shame you can't come back to Songnam. Or maybe you can. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, you can do both jobs, I don't know. Uh, in other news, Jürgen Klinsmann has been fired by the USA, so maybe he'll be coming to Songnam. Uh, maybe, yep. Yep. Uh, I do believe that in his speech before, just before he resigned or was fired, he said, it's not my fault, it's the fans' expectations. Or words to that effect. Um, also managerial is Incheon. Uh, the the ex-Incheon manager has now moved to Ulsan. Yeah. So um, the general reaction to that on Twitter was that Ulsan are going to be boring as hell. Next yeah. yeah that, they, they, no one really took that as being a positive move at all, right? It's like they've signed George Graham or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, what was really funny is that when Kim Hat Bum first left, that's who Sonam were linked with. Okay. Um, yeah, no one is thinking only, that. Eh? If, only. If, if only, yeah, maybe we'd have been playing long balls and we'd, we'd have survived, right? But yeah, the heat, that, that hasn't been popular at all, right? It's been like a really unpopular. Uh, I know, especially Miroslav, kind of seemed to slam the move. Um, I guess we're still waiting to hear what's going to happen with the Osa Mipo Dolphins, Tigers, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, there's not really been any confirmation that they're disbanded. Yeah, but they think that's who the Ansan team are going to take, take, take their registration. I think we have we have to wait a couple of months for all things to all the rumours to pan out, right? Yeah. Because talking about Koyang not being around next year, they're in the process of, of actually tending it now. That was revealed today. So even though we thought it'd been accepted, apparently it wasn't accepted. But they're now in the process of, of actually tendering their resignation. their, their resignation from from the K League. So. What we thought was going to be an expansion is going to be same as or contraction or. Oh, well, I don't know because I guess there'll be two Ansan teams, right? Yeah, but then there was rumours that Chongju were going to make, were going to merge their two amateur teams and make a K League team. Yeah. And then there were rumours that Chongju might not stick around and. Yeah, no, no idea what's going to happen. I guess as you said, we'll need to wait till until, till week one next April. Until, until week one next April, be like, who's got a buy? Well, four teams have got a buy. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we only have a seven-team league. Okay, uh, and then I guess like the final news. I guess we alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Sulfur Joe. <laughs> if you put in Wangy Joe, right, in, in Google Translate, it comes up as Sulfur Joe. I mean, that's really funny. 
and I'm sure that's really offensive. And feel free to cut it out of the podcast if you think it was. No. But that part of that's what his name is on like so every time I do like a translate on Facebook or anything, it comes up. So anyway. So Wang Yi Joe, um the rumours are immediately that he's uh, apparently uh, in talks with Gamba Osaka. Like Osaka were wanting to sign him last year but Kim Hat Bum knocked the transfer on his head twice uh, in the winter transfer window and again in the summer. Uh, he he said no both times. Hakpam's not there now. And it looks as if uh, E.J. Myung um, has decided that now he's take me cash in on a guy who is not really their star player anyway, but their biggest name, I guess, yeah? So he had a, a very good season in 2015. He did, yeah. Didn't really follow up this year. He didn't, I mean, I think he was, he, had a, he, he formed a really good partnership or threesome with uh, P2 and uh, Tiago. Then he formed an R threesome <laughs> later on somewhere like Wangju Motel. Miss Kim and Miss Park. <laughs> yeah. um, and one was detrimental to his career and one wasn't. Um, but I think after Tiago left, I, I think that was that. Part of the problem with Songnam was that they became so predictable, so one dimensional. Like, every time they were attacking, we just gave the boy Wang Yi Joe. So team just put two men on him. Uh, and just kind of marked him out of the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did go to Japan and actually was relatively successful. I don't think uh, he will go there and be a, a, an, an utter flop. I think if he's not the, the big fish in the wee pond, he might actually mature and, and, and become a better player. Um, but having said well, that... There'll be a lot of distractions in Japan, won't there? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can give a couple of phone numbers probably. <laughs> he's a... Uh... Yeah. But when it's all said and done, for me, Wangy Joe is part of the problem and not the solution at Sonam. And I don't want him playing for, for his next year in the challenge. In fact, you said something much stronger than that in, in a tweet earlier, right? Uh, I said basically, like, I would take time off work to take him to the airport and make sure he got on the plane, yeah. And I think that leads nicely into some outro music for this week. I would literally walk 500 miles to, to get that guy out of a song now. 